Okay, Thyatira Part 2, Modern Jezebel. A woman, the symbol of the church, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 2. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. Corrupt woman represents a corrupt church. Revelation 17, 1 and 2. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. I think we're looking at the modern-day Jezebel, aren't we? The church. This is a corrupt church. She opposes and exalts itself above God. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. This is a description of that fallen church, which I believe we all are familiar with as a representation of, of uh, the papacy. So, he thinks to change the law of God, the day of the sun, or Sunday, was substituted for the Sabbath of the Lord. Let's read Daniel 7, 25. And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. Times and laws, which is a... Sabbath to Sunday is a time and a law, isn't it? It's a commandment of God, and it's a time of the week. <coughs> I have a cat hair in my throat. <sighs> Excuse me. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. But, okay, that's it. Dividing of time. The woman uh, or the church guides the beast or the civil power. That's the woman who rides the beast, Revelation 17.3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The 
the food given by this church, the food given by this church, abominable and filthy, heathen customs were mingled with the filthy, heathen customs were mingled with the truth during this period. Let's read seven, Revelation 17, 4 may explain that statement. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Okay, so um, I think what they're saying here is that a church feeds their, their um, parishioners, right? They give them the spiritual food. But the food was given by this church to their people, was abominable and filthy and heathen customs. And the cup... Uh, full of this wine is the wine of her false doctrine that she was which was mingled with filthy heathen customs and which were mingled with the truth during this period of time in in history which you can look back and read about um, that's revelation 17 4 which we just read and i'll read it again just to verify it the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet decked with gold and precious stones and pearls the color of this missing is blue, which is obedience to God's commandments. That blue is missing because they don't keep the Sabbath. So, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. The wine of her false doctrine is what that is. So, um, Modern Jezebel's manner of dressing, Revelation 17.4. Oh, array, okay jewelry and fancy clothing right she was arrayed in purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls so that's how modern jezebel's dress i guess so she was destroyed she destroyed the people of god revelation 17 6 and i saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of jesus when i saw her i wondered with great admiration of course you know that that's the dark the dark ages when there were millions of Christians were, were martyred by the Roman power. And we just read that. She was drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. So Daniel 7.25, which we read before, but I think it goes with what we're saying here. Daniel 7.25. Kind of ties it together. Um... And he shall speak great words against the Most High. shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So that's the martyrdom, wearing out the saints of the Most High. And indeed, it did happen. He destroyed the people of God. Revelation 13, 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Because he had power, didn't they, over every kindreds, nations, tons of nations for until uh, until his time was over there. Let's see. Opportunity was given to repent. Okay, so we're following along the line of Jezebel, aren't we? Um, opportunity was given to permit, to repent. And Ahab repented and Jezebel was given an opportunity to repent, but she did not. And Ahab did not. Let's read this opportunity for um, to take a seat to repent. Revelation 2.21. Revelation 2.21. I think this is in the prophecy of Jesus about the church of Thyatira. Verse 21. 
I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Which brings to mind how the Lord gave the people in the promised land an extra 400 years to repent of their behaviors before he brought Israel over there to destroy them. And he gave Catholicism and the papacy space to repent the fallen church. It says here, I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. That's interesting. I never made that connection. So, uh, Revelation 12, 6. Interesting. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. The church of God had to hide in the mountains during that 1,260 years period of the Dark Ages of martyrdom, didn't they? They were in the Alps and all over the place hiding. That was This is the church of God, that the church, God's church, had to hide because they were being persecuted. Uh, Revelation, oh, let's see, I'm losing my place again. Oh, 17, okay, let me fix my screen. And 13, 16. Revelation 13, 16. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And 17. That no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now let's read Daniel 7, 21. I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. So yes, this church persecuted God's people, but he will be cast into tribulation just as Jezebel was slain. Let's read Revelation 2.22. And how's that going to happen for this fallen church? This is Jesus' prophecy again. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And Revelation 18, 6 through 24. Reward her, even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double, according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double, how much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all thyune wood and all manner vessels of ivory, and all manner vessels of most precious wood, and of brass, and iron, and marble, 
cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee and thou shalt find them no more at all. Merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, for in one hour so great riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company in ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city, the Fast Vatican City? Um, and they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein were made rich. All that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. How many times do they say in one hour? Rejoice over her, thou heavens, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. No craftsman of whatsoever craft ye be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth. Her daughters are destroyed. Revelation 2.23, and this is back to Jesus' uh, prophecy again, for Thyatira 2.23. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Wow, the daughters of Babylon. Her daughters are destroyed. Who are the daughters of Babylon? You know the answer. Revelation 17, 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Who are her daughters? Revelation 19, 20 and 21. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, in other words, his word, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Before the universe of God, it will be shown that God is true and just. Revelation 2, 23. Back to Jesus' prophecy. Revelation 2. 
23. Yes. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches that shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. That's the definition of justice in the 1828 Mill Webster's Dictionary. Give every man according to their due, what their due is. So, Revelation 19, 1 to 3. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God, for true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen. Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice. Give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, am I reading too far? Um, Revelation 19, 1 to 3, I think I'm reading too far. Okay, let's go to Philippians 2, 9 to 11. I got kind of into that, didn't I? Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And that will happen one night, won't it? The promise of the coming of the Lord is prominent. Revelation 2, 25. Back to Jesus' prophecy of Thyatira. Revelation 2.25 But that which you have already hold fast till I come. He's promised to come. They are noted for their works. Thyatira is noted for their works twice, at the beginning and at the end of his prophecy, aren't they? Revelation 2.19 He says, I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. The overcomer is the one that keeps God's works unto the end. Revelation 2.26 And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nation. So indeed, the one that keeps God's works unto the end, our own works must be changed for God's works and ways. Hebrews 4.10 We're getting very close to the end now. To encourage you. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. That's what the Sabbath is about. Ceasing from our own works and accepting Christ's righteousness. Hebrews 4.10 The righteous will help to execute judgments upon the wicked. Revelation 2.26 and 27 
And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule over them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Psalms 2, 7 through 9. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Indeed. They were promised to Jesus. God gave the earth and the people to Jesus. And 149, Psalms 149, 5-9. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hand, to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, This honor have all his saints. Praise you, O Lord. So God has given his saints the responsibility to execute judgments that have been written for those who were lost upon all the nations. The wicked will be left as dung upon the ground. Jeremiah twenty-five thirty-two. Jeremiah twenty five thirty two. Thirty two. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the coasts of the earth. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day from one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented, neither gathered, nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. There wouldn't be anybody left to bury them. The righteous are gone. The wicked are there alone, dead. That was Jeremiah 25, 32 and 33. Christ is the morning star. Revelation 22, 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. So here it is when it says, The Spirit saith unto the churches, and here it says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things to the church in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. Jesus is the morning star. Christ is received in exchange for our sins. Galatians 1, 3, and 4. I'm not sure they worded that right. Let's go see. Galatians 1, 3, and 4. Grace be to you in peace from God the Father and from the, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. 
Okay, so when we receive Christ, then we receive him and he takes our sins. So that's what they're trying to say. When Christ is received, then our sins are exchanged for his righteousness. The message is for all who will hear. This is our last verse, Revelation 2.29. The message is for all who will hear. Who will hear. Don't have to refuse to repent like Jezebel or Ahab. Revelation 2.29. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. All right, so I'm going to go back, try to summarize all of that really quickly. Bye, Tyra. And it was from 538 A.D. through 1798 A.D. It means sacrifice of contrition. The teachings of Jezebel was the leading sin in that church period. If they were accepting false doctrines, worshipping the devils and Satan through those false doctrines, probably on Sunday, I think that's the period Sunday was brought in, so Jezebel was a Baal worshiper. They introduced Baal worship among the people of God during that time, which is sun worship. Jezebel introduced heathen customs. She dressed very worldly with uh, makeup and jewels. She destroyed the people of God. She was given an opportunity to repent. She repented not. She was cast into tribulation. Her children were killed. Before the assembled people of God, it was shown that Jezebel Baal worship was false and God was true. Jezebel's carcass was left as dung upon the ground, just as the wicked will be left as dung upon the ground, which we just read. So the modern Jezebel was a woman, the symbol of a church, a corrupt woman being a corrupt church. He opposed and exalted itself above God, sought to change times and laws of God. The day of the sun or Sunday was substituted for the Sabbath of the Lord. The woman or the church guides the beast or the civil power. The food given by this church or false doctrine was abominable and filthy. Heathen customs were mingled with the filthy. Heathen customs were mingled with the truth during this period. The modern Jezebel's manner of dressing is with jewels and clothing. They destroyed the people of God. That happened during the Dark Ages. An opportunity was given to repent. Jesus said so in his prophecy. She was cast into tribulation. Her daughters will be destroyed. The daughters are the uh, daughters of the harlot, which are apostate Protestants, which are those who have gone back to Rome and keeping Sunday, that sort of thing, other things that go along with that as well. The Trinity, for an example. Her daughters are destroyed. Before the universe of God, it will be shown that God is true and just. The promise of the coming of the Lord is prominent. So Thyatira, God's people in Thyatira, are noted for their, work, for their works. The overcomer is the one that keeps God's works to the end. Our own works must be exchanged for God's works and ways. The righteous will help to execute judgment upon the wicked. The wicked were left as dung upon the ground. Christ is the morning star. Christ is received into our lives, and we exchange our sins for his righteousness. And the message is for all who will hear. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, it's a very serious message this morning, and very quickly, even by the fourth age of the churches, they had fallen to terrible condition. I pray for your people today who may find themselves in this condition, that you would open up their eyes and their hearts, let them hear your words, and come to you seeking direction from you, seeking to find the answers that they have questions for. 
And I pray that you would put the answers and the questions into their hands of those in need. For you love each one of us. You've died for everyone here. Anyone who will hear can come to you for help and come to you for guidance and you will give it to them. And I pray that that will happen today for those who are here and, my, and me as well. If there's anything that I need, Lord, you would bring it to my knowledge. In thy name we pray. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, tomorrow it appears to be a short study on the Church of Sardis, the fifth period. I'll see you in the morning. God bless you today.